harder weddings for us to DJ are when the bride and groom's do not playlist is so long. Well, I think I would be a culprit of that. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've, yeah, I think people think only of the certain version, like Love Shack is like seven minutes long. Exactly. And that's not happening, you know, but yeah. you, throw, you throw on Love Shack for 60 seconds, perfectly, you know, beat matched, it, it'll come in and out and you hear the chorus one time and boof, you're off to something else. Yeah, that's great. That's, I mean, that's, I think what people would hope for, but they don't know if that's actually how DJs will do it. Well, all DJs don't, can't do that, but there is definitely some that are very talented and can. Welcome to season two. Today we are joined by Anthony Garabetian to talk all things music. Let's dive in. Because you are that MC, there is so much more that's, I guess, involved than just playing music. You have to make those announcements and in a way... By taking control over the microphone, you're kind of responsible for things. We're joined today by Anthony Karabetian, owner and founder of DNA Entertainment. And what you are likely to learn in this episode is that a DJ service offers much more than just a traditional disc jockey service. Well, we offer a DJ, um, photo booth, karaoke, a silent disco, and basic AV rentals. But hang on. If the name Anthony Karabetian is sounding familiar... It's because he was my guest for this season's episode three, talking all about event rentals. Remember this? While I'm there setting up my DJ equipment, I started speaking to some of the wedding coordinators uh, about rentals and, and uh, the venues as well. Anthony is still running both companies, DNA Entertainment alongside Chic Event Rentals. And speaking of rentals, let's go back to that option of renting AV equipment for the DIY couple. So if they want to do it themselves, they can either rent all the equipment and deal with it themselves, like they can go and pick it up um, and then go do the setup and then, you know, drop it back off. They can pay us extra to go and set it up and kind of show them how to use it and then, you know, tear it down. And they're definitely most likely going to need two sound systems because the main system that is needed for the dancing uh is, is too big to move. It's it, Everything is with cables. Everything requires electricity. And it takes a good 45 minutes to set up. Whereas you're going to need a sound system most likely for a ceremony or cocktail hour or dinner in a different area. And it doesn't need to be as big. So they're going to need most likely two sound systems. Do any venues out there have these sound systems in place for couples or bands to just plug into? No. Um, there's only a few venues that would have a sound system that I would say is like loud enough that you could dance to, and then you would just need to plug in either an iPad or if you wanted to DJ, then you can plug in a DJ system. So unless you have that rare venue giving you microphones at your ceremony site and a speaker system to dance to later at the reception, you may need to rent or pay for AV systems to be set up. The great thing about a DJ, though, they are also that critical on-site AV person. Yeah, they're uh, the uh, audio technicians. So basically for the ceremony, they're not doing any emceeing whatsoever. They're not really doing too much DJing because it's just playing some background music and um, some songs for the processional and recessional. What they're mostly focused on is the microphones and, and the volume of the microphones. So you'll definitely want to make sure that your DJ knows weddings and really understands weddings understands how to use lapel microphones for the ceremony do they just bring one or do they bring a second one in case the one has an issue but what if you have a live performance for the ceremony 
lots of couples uh, end up choosing to have a live musician for a ceremony cocktail hour. Um, if they get it for a ceremony, they usually have it for cocktail hour as well, because most live musicians have a two-hour minimum. But that doesn't solve that need for an audio technician and an AV system for both the ceremony and the cocktail hour that follows. And as that draws to a close, you're generally going to need someone to serve as the MC for the reception. So our DJs, they're trained to be the MC, so coordinate and announce all of the events, move guests from one area of the property to another, uh, you know, take care of the grand entrance, um, announce traditional dances, and, and kind of work with the venue and the photographer just to make sure the flow is going. And if you'd rather your DJ just be the facilitator to an MC that's at the event, that can work too. So um, we will, it will be our job to find them when it's time to do something. So, you know, if a toast were supposed to be done at 6.30, we'll go up to them. We'll let them know, Here, here's the microphone. I need you to introduce this first person. And um, then this, here's your list. And so we kind of work with them to make sure that they're successful, uh, but then let them do all the speaking. In this situation, your guest is still very much enjoying the evening, even if they're serving as that MC. And it's not on them if the mic is giving feedback or if the kitchen is running behind for dinner but they are still adding their knowledge of the family and that personal touch to the event by being the MC. But let's talk DIYing your own reception. Because many couples choose to assign a friend to plug in their iPhone to a speaker for the dancing portion to attempt to save costs. Anthony said, It doesn't work. Um, like even Spotify, even though it has like a cross fading feature, you could turn that on if you go to like settings. Um, it's just not the same. And people, people will tend to cut people's songs off. So like if you have an iPad kind of like on the bar and one person's playing a song and like two minutes into it, somebody else wants to go pick another song they just go click on it and it will just change right away. And it's just, it, you lose the energy. I mean, it is doable. I have actually been to a party recently where that's what they did. And it was it was actually a wedding rehearsal, but it was 180 people. But still, it was the rehearsal dinner. Um, and it was fun, but it's nothing like the wedding the next night. So for a cocktail hour, I've seen the iPhone scenario work. But if you really want people to get out on the dance floor and enjoy that late night dancing, that's really where a traditional DJ is going to be best. But what if you know a DJ? Say one of your friends who's already coming to the wedding is a DJ. If they are just like a, like, let's say they're a really well-known club DJ, then hire a DJ company to handle all the audio equipment and, you know, the the different sound systems. They do the setup and the teardown and they can be your DJ and then have your friend come in and do their one hour set in the middle. Because maybe your friend doesn't want to work your wedding, or even if you're paying them to work the wedding, maybe they can't travel with all the sound system that's needed to make their set really work. They're flying here to do the wedding for their friend, but they don't want to deal with with the equipment. So sometimes we'll be hired to, like we were DJing it, and we'll send one of our DJs slash AV techs, and they'll set up and they'll just be there on standby the whole time and let their DJ friend or whoever it is do the job. And then... And then we clean up at the end of the night and leave. Okay, and what if instead the couple wants to have a live band or performer for the reception portion of the night? Anthony said this is most often in addition to his services, not instead of them. A lot of, I would say, like very high end and larger weddings, um, we will work with a band. The band will do their 45 minute set and then we play for 15 minutes. They do 45 and then we do 15 um, and maybe even the third time, and then and then that's it. We'll finish the night off uh, for the last hour with dancing. So that's typically seen at weddings who have the budget for multiple services, 
or with couples who just really love and want to support live music? It's all about the budget. I I definitely do like live music as well, especially if the band is is really good. And what about that couple that's concerned that even if they love the music, their group isn't going to be that dancey? You know, I get that all the time. It's really about starting off slow and not too much um, and, you know, reading the room and slowly building the energy level up. But I, I do think that even a not dancing group will dance. Of course, an open bar <laughs> uh, helps. If the bar is located in the ballroom um, and it's not like they don't need to leave where the music and the energy is. They don't need to leave and go outside um, to get a drink. That also helps a lot. So trying to keep the dancing with the bar and let's say you got a photo booth and the photo booth all together in one area um, definitely is a better recipe for success. On the other side of the spectrum, couples who know their friends and family love dancing. How much time should be allotted for that after dinner dancing? If it were me, I would want two and a half to three hours of dance time. Most weddings that end up being a six hour package, like let's just say ceremony starts at five. So background music starts at 4.30 as guests arrive and ceremonies at five and it's over at 10. So it's really like five, five and a half hours. They're not going to get much more than an hour and 20 to an hour and 30 minutes of dance time. So a lot of weddings that we DJ only end up being at an hour and a half or so. Me personally, I would want two and a half to three. I don't think you need more than three. That that gets a little too much, but you can definitely have a fun time with, with two and a half to three hours. An hour and a half is gone so quickly. I mean, we're, we're talking about we just played 25 songs, you dance parties over. So definitely look at your venue's hard stop time at the end of the night and think backwards, especially as you seek to set your ceremony start time in stone. And for venues with strict noise curfews, maybe consider an additional hour of that silent DJ service that someone like DNA Entertainment also provides. At first, I was like, who the heck is going to listen to music in their headsets and dance on a dance floor? Like so for anyone who hasn't seen this, how it works is that guests move from dancing to a DJ sound system to hearing the music in their own personal headset. This allows the party to continue, but unless you're wearing headphones, you can't hear the music. Perfect for areas with noise curfews when the venue allows you to stay on site a bit later. It works. I mean, especially if the transition is done right. You don't just turn the music off, start passing off headphones, passing around headphones, then try to get them to dance again. But if your dance floor is already packed at 945 and somebody maybe from the wedding party or uh, the wedding coordinator or the venue starts passing off these headphones and now people have the headphones on, and they can hear the music, but they can also hear the music through the speakers because um, the party's still going. And, you know, you give them a, five, a 10 minute warning, five minute warning, three minute, two, one. And when it's finally time, everyone has their headsets on. Everyone is dancing and you just go to the back of one of the speakers and you slowly turn that speaker down. And so now there's been no no downtime whatsoever. The song didn't change and then people are just raging and it's it's fun. It really, really does work. What else should you ask a prospective DJ on the phone? Uh, first, I mean, you should definitely find out about whether they do weddings. How long have they been doing weddings? How many microphones are you bringing? Tell me about your sound, your, your multiple sound systems. You know, can you cover all the different areas of the, the venue? So um, do you include lighting? What do you do if, you know, your DJ is, is sick on the day of and can't handle it? What is your, what is your backup plan? You know, those are all great questions. What about venue considerations? 
I have most of the the venues memorized. Um, but if I didn't have it memorized, then I would need to definitely ask the questions of like, okay, explain to me where the ceremony is. From ceremony to cocktail hour, how far is it? Um, and then from cocktail hour to dinner, where is that now? And then and then once again, is dinner and dancing in the same place um, as in a dance floor with tables all around it? Or are we moving again from where the dinner was taking place to a separate area where the dancing is taking place? What about anything else for the venue itself that matters? Like, say, Wi-Fi or electricity hookups? Yeah, I mean, Wi-Fi is not that big of a deal for us um, because, you know, all the songs that we have are already downloaded to the computer. Power is definitely a factor. There are some ceremony sites out there that have no electricity whatsoever. And unless you ask that question, you, you might run into a problem. It's not that big of a deal for us because our ceremony slash cocktail hour sound system that we use is battery operated. So it's battery operated and wireless. If you're kind of doing it yourself and you know, your, your friend was showing up with some speakers and a 25 foot extension cord, it's not going to work. And then when a couple books, what do you need from them? Yeah, we have um, a ceremony and reception planner worksheet um, that is like, it's like a PDF and a nine page PDF. So it's pretty thorough and it goes over all the different uh, parts of a wedding from uh, the background music as guests arrive for the ceremony to processional and recessional songs for the ceremony itself, cocktail hour music, grand entrance, all the names in order for the wedding party and what songs you want. So it goes over the, the whole thing. So we just ask that they fill that out. And when is that due back to you? You know, we don't need it until about a week or so before the wedding. Um, it sounds like it's not enough time, but it absolutely is. And if, if their wedding is three weeks away or four weeks away, there's, you know, 10 to 12 events between the time of that meeting and, and their wedding day. So ideally, it's like the Monday before, you know, so five days prior. And uh, that way there's no events or maybe just one other in between the meeting and the wedding. Which brings us, as our last note, back to the beginning of this episode, talking about my deep reticence to play Love Shack at a wedding. But Anthony says, don't worry too much about songs that are commonly played, because a good DJ has a lot of options to make the experience original for your guests. A really, really talented DJ can mix and beat match in a song that even though, like, let's say they didn't want Journey Don't Stop Believing. And you, you ask them why. How come you don't want the song? Oh, it's because I hear it played at every wedding. Okay, that's fine. But one, people do like the song. Two, I have such a good house remix to this track that I guarantee you it's only two minutes long. And if you beat match it in, the entire place will be will be bumping. Um, the only thing that I do ask, and I hope that most of our clients say yes, is that, that they allow us to pick from their dance list and also play some of our own music as well. Because, you know, in the end, I don't want the wedding to be exactly the same for these guests that are there. I have so many fun and different remixes um, to different songs. So it'd be nice to pick from their list, but then also pick from mine as I see the dance floor and, and how the vibe and the energy level is to really give it that, um, that special touch, you know, and so it's something different. And, you know, the, the, the guests can come up at the end of the night and most of them will be like, we have been to, I don't know, four weddings in the past couple of years, and this was amazing. That's, that's what we want. That's all for now. We'll see you next time. 